Chapter 17, verses 22 through 27 of Catina Aurea, Commentary on the Four Gospels, collected out of the works of the Fathers by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 22 and 23. And while they abode in Galilee, Jesus said unto them, The Son of Man shall be betrayed into the hands of men, and they shall kill him, and the third day he shall be raised again. And they were exceeding sorry. Rigmigius, the Lord often foretold to his disciples the mysteries of his passion, in order that when they come to pass, they might be lighter to them from having been known beforehand. Origen, this seems to be so like a warning he had given above, that a man might easily say that the Lord now repeated what he had said before, yet it is not so. He had not before said that he must be betrayed, but we now hear not only that he must be betrayed, but that he must be betrayed into the hands of men. The Son of Man indeed was delivered up by God the Father, according to the Apostle, but different powers gave him up into the hands of men. Jerome, thus does he ever mix the joyful and the grievous. If he grieves them that he is to be put to death, they ought to be gladdened when they hear, and shall rise again the third day. Chrysostom, for this is no long time that he speaks of continuing in death, when he says that he shall rise again on the third day. Origen, by this announcement of the Lord, the disciples were made very sorrowful, not attending to that, he said, and shall rise again the third day, nor considering what he must be to whom the space of three days was enough to destroy death. Jerome, that they were thus made exceedingly sorrowful, came not of their lack of faith, but out of their love for their master. They could not endure to hear of any hurt or indignity for him. Verses 24 through 27. And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pray tribute? He saith, Yes. And when he was come unto the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon, of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? of their own children, or of strangers? Peter saith unto him, Of strangers. Jesus saith unto him, Then are the children free, notwithstanding, lest we should offend them. Go thou to the sea, and cast an hook, and take up the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money. That take, and give it unto them, for me and thee. Gloss. The disciples were exceeding sorryful, when they heard of the Lord's passion, and therefore that none might ascribe his suffering to compulsion and not to a voluntary submission, he adds an incident which instances Christ's power and his submission. And when they were come to Capernaum, there came to Peter those who received the didadrachma, and said unto him, Doth not your master pay the didadrachma? Hilary, the Lord is called upon to pay the didadrachma, that is, two denarii, for this the law had enjoined upon all Israel, for the redemption of their body and soul, and for the use of those that served in the temple. Chrysostom. For when God slew the firstborn of Egypt, he accepted the tribe of Levi for them. And because the numbers of this tribe were less than the number of the firstborn among the Jews, it was ordained that redemption money should be paid for the number that came short and thence sprang the custom of paying this tax. Because then Christ was a firstborn son, and Peter seemed to be the first among the disciples, they came to him. And as it seems 
to me this was not demanded in every district they come to christ in capernaum because that was considered his native place jerome or otherwise from the time of caesar augustus judea was made tributary and all the inhabitants were registered as joseph with mary his kinswoman gave in his name at bethlehem again because the lord was brought up at nazareth which is a town of galilee subject to capernaum it is there that the tribute is asked of him but for that his miracles were so great those who collected it did not dare to ask himself but make up to the disciple chrysostom and him they address not with boldness but courteously for they do not arraign but ask a question doth not your master pay the didadrachma jerome or they inquire with malicious purpose whether he pays tribute or resists caesar's will chrysostom what then does peter say he saith yea to these then he said that he did pay but to christ he said not so blushing perhaps to speak of such matters gloss otherwise peter answered yea meaning yea he does not pay and peter sought to acquaint the lord that the herodians had demanded tribute but the lord prevented him as it follows and when they had entered into the house jesus prevented him saying of whom do the kings of the earth receive custom or tribute i e head money of their children or of strangers jerome before any hint from peter the lord puts the question to him that his disciples might not be offended at the demand of tribute when they see that he knows even those things that are done in his absence it follows but he said from strangers jesus said unto him then are the children free origin this speech has a twofold meaning first that the children of the kings of the earth are free with the kings of the earth but strangers foreigners in the land are not free because of those that oppress them as the egyptians did the children of israel the second sense is for as much as there be some who are strangers to the sons of the kings of the earth and are yet sons of god therefore it is they that abide in the words of jesus these are free for they have known the truth and the truth has set them free from the service of sin but the sons of the kings of the earth are not free for whoso doth sin he is the servant of sin jerome but our lord was the son of the king both according to the flesh and according to the spirit whether as sprung of the seed of david or as the word of the almighty father therefore as the king's son he owed no tribute augustine for saith he in every kingdom the children are free that is not under tax much more therefore should they be free in any earthly kingdom who are children of that very kingdom under which are all the kingdoms of the earth chrysostom but this instance were brought to no purpose if he were not a son but some one may say he is son indeed but not an own son but then he were a stranger and so this instance would not apply for he speaks only of own sons distinct from whom he calls them strangers who are actually born of parents mark how here also christ certifies that relationship which was revealed to peter from god thou art christ the son of the living god jerome howsoever free then he was yet seeing he had taken to him lowliness of the flesh 
he ought to fulfill all righteousness. Whence it follows, but that they should not be offended, go to the sea. Origin. We may hence gather, as a consequence of this, that when any come with justice, demanding our earthly goods, it is the kings of the earth that send them, to claim of us what is their own. And by his own example, the Lord forbids any offense to be given even to these, whether that they should sin no more, or that they should be saved. For the Son of God, who did no servile work, yet as having the form of a slave, which he took on him for man's sake, gave custom and tribute. Jerome, I am at a loss what first to admire in this passage, whether the foreknowledge or the mighty power of the Savior. His foreknowledge, in that he knew that a fish had a satyr in its mouth, and that that fish should be the first taken. His mighty power, if the satyr were created in the fish's mouth at his word, and if by his command that which was to happen was ordered. Christ then, for his imminent love, endured the cross and paid tribute. How wretched we, who are called by the name of Christ, though we do nothing worthy of so great dignity, yet in respect of his majesty pay no tribute but are exempt from tax as the king's sons. But even in its literal import, it edifies the hearer to learn that so great was the Lord's poverty that he had not whence to pay the tribute for himself and his apostle. Should any object that Judas bore money in a bag, we shall answer, Jesus held it a fraud to divert that which was to the poor's, his own to use, and left us an example therein. Chrysostom or he does not direct it to be paid out of that they had at hand, that he might show that he was the Lord's also of the sea and the fish. Gloss. Or because Jesus had not any image of Caesar, for the prince of this world had nothing in him. Therefore he furnished an image of Caesar, not out of their stock, but out of the sea. But he takes not the stator into his own possession, that there should never be found an image of Caesar upon the image of the invisible God. Chrysostom, observe also the wisdom of Christ. He neither refuses the tribute nor merely commands that it be paid, but first proves that he is of right exempt, and then bids to give the money. The money was paid to avoid offense to the collectors. The vindication of his exemption was to avoid the offense to the disciples. Indeed, in another place, he disregards the offense of the Pharisees in disputing of meats, teaching us herein to know the season in which we must attend to, and those in which we must slight the thoughts of, those who are like to be scandalized. Gregory, for we must care about how, as far as we may, without sin, to avoid giving scandal to our neighbors. But if the offense is taken from truth, it is better that offense should come, though truth be forsaken. Chrysostom, as you wonder at Christ's power, so admire Peter's faith, who was obedient in no easy matter. In reward of his faith, he was joined with his Lord in the payment, an abundant honor. Thou shalt find a stater that take and give unto them for thee and for me. Gloss, for by custom every several men paid a didadrachma for himself. Now a stater is equal to two didadrachmas. Origin, mystically in the field of comfort, for so is Capernaum expounded, he comforts each one of his disciples and pronounces him to be a son and free, 
and gives him the power of taking the first fish, that after his ascension Peter may have comfort over that which he has caught. Hilary, when Peter is instructed to take the first fish, it is shown therein that he shall catch more than one. The blessed first martyr Stephen was the first that came up, having in his mouth a stator, which contained the didadrachma of the new preaching, divided as two denarii, for he preached as he beheld in his passion the glory of God and Christ the Lord, Jerome. Or that fish which was first taken is the first Adam, who was set free by the second Adam, and that which is found in his mouth, that is, in his confession, is given for Peter and for the Lord. Origin. And when you see any miser rebuked by some Peter, who takes the speech of his money out of his mouth, you may say that he is risen out of the sea of covetousness, to the hook of reason, and is caught and saved by some Peter, who has taught him the truth, that he should change his stator for the image of God, that is, for the oracles of God. Jerome. And beautifully is this very stator given for the tribute. But it is divided, for Peter, as for a sinner, a ransom is to be paid. But the Lord had not sinned, yet herein is shown the likeness of their flesh, when the Lord and his servants are redeemed with the same price. End of chapter 17